Welcome to the legacy teachings of Bill Anzavino, pastor of Christian Assembly Church since 1979. Though these teachings are decades old, we invite you to get out your Bible, take notes, and get ready to receive the uncompromised teaching of God's Word. For more information about Christian Assembly Church, please visit us online at cafamily.net. The things of God, bless the Lord. You guys can sit down if you want. That's okay. I'm going to teach a little bit from the Word of God. Why don't you take a seat, sit down, relax. This is a relaxed atmosphere. We want the Holy Ghost to move. It's your pleasure. Did you bring your Bible tonight? Yes. I want you to turn with me Amen. to the Gospel of John, if you would, please. We want to talk about how precious the Holy Spirit is just for a little bit, and then we are going to give Him a platform in which to move in this place tonight. You know, it's time to not just talk about the Holy Ghost, but to let Him move. Amen? And be yielded to Him, allowing Him to, to just overtake you. Praise God. See, He won't do that as an act of His own will. He is not going to push himself into your life he is not going to roll you over and make you do what you don't want to do that's why it just puzzles me when these people stay away from this service on the sunday night because they're not they're concerned about what the holy ghost might make them do what if i go there and my goodness he makes me do something wild and crazy well the holy ghost isn't wild and crazy he is not going to make you do something wild and crazy Say, well, I saw someone doing some wild and crazy things. Well, that wasn't all the Holy Ghost. Might have been part of them, right? See, we want to give place to the Holy Ghost and allow Him to move. But I want to show you some of the precious truths from the Word of God, first of all, because we always have to base things on what? The Word first, and then as the Spirit leads us, right? So look at John chapter uh, 16. And I might look at the Amplified as I share this. John 16. And verse 7, we'll begin there. But first, let's thank God for the Word. Say it with me, Father, thank You for Your Word. It's life to me and health to all my flesh, a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Open my understanding, quicken me according unto Your Word, and change me from glory to glory by your Spirit that I may never be the same again. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise God, praise God, praise God. Thank God for His work. The Holy Ghost is so precious to us. Saints of God, I want you to see just how valuable and how precious He really is. We need to learn how to pal around with the Holy Ghost. We need to learn how to yield to the Holy Ghost. And the way we do that is by being consciously aware of who He is and what He does. And this is one of the precious truths from the Word of God regarding the Holy Ghost that we all have got to be consciously aware of. Because it's the most precious things that can happen to anybody in life. In John 16, verse 7, However, I am telling you nothing but the truth what I say. And this is the Amplified Version. It is profitable, it is good, expedient, advantageous for you that I go away. Because if I do not go away, the Comforter, the Counselor, 
the helper, the advocate, the intercessor, the strengthener, the standby, will not come to you into close fellowship with you. But if I go away, I will send him to you to be in close fellowship with you. Now listen carefully. And when he comes, everybody say, when he comes. Speaking of the Holy Ghost, see, when he comes. He came on the day of Pentecost, right? When he comes, now listen, he will convict and convince the world and bring demonstration to it about sin, about righteousness, that is uprightness of heart and right standing with God, and about judgment. I want you to see this major work of the Holy Spirit in the earth today. Without His being here in this dispensation, He would not be able to move upon hearts to convince or convict the world of sin, righteousness, and judgment. That means you'd walk up to somebody and you'd try to tell them about Jesus and be like talking to that wall. That'd be it. You can't save anyone. And neither can I. You realize that? You can't save a soul. And neither can I. And apart from the ministry and the work of the Holy Spirit, no one's going to get saved. It's the Holy Spirit that draws men to the Father. You see how important that is? We cannot forget that. Sometimes we fail to realize this even though we've been saved for many years, we fail to realize that it is the working of the Spirit of God. And we've got to learn to cooperate with Him at all times. Especially when it comes to bringing someone into the family of God. We can't browbeat people. We can't beat them over the head with it. We've got to realize it's the Holy Ghost that we're cooperating with to touch that person's heart and mind. No one wants that person saved more than God. Then the Holy Ghost and Jesus who died for him. See? And we want to be in harmony with the Holy Ghost so that we can be used as vessels to transmit to that person, to that individual, whatever it is the Holy Ghost needs to bring him into the family of God. Now, what is more important than that? I look back upon my conversion and I thank God that there were those that were surrounding me with faith, speaking right things, praying for me so that the Holy Ghost could be actively manifested upon my heart to bring me to a place where I understood that I needed saved. Because you see, at, at the beginning, I used to say, I'm okay the way I am. I go to church once in a while. I don't steal. I don't kill. I don't do all these different things. Right? That's what I said. I'm okay. See, I was unaware of my need for salvation. I didn't realize I was lost and damned for eternity in the condition that I was, was in. I didn't know that. I was blind. But as the Holy Ghost moved upon me, I began to have my understanding opened. I began to see some things I never saw before. And who was doing that? The Holy Spirit. See, as He was at work upon my heart and upon my mind, things began to open up. And all of a sudden, I was conscious of these three things. Are you ready for them? Number one, I was a sinner. 
You try to tell somebody, hey, you're lost and going to hell. My goodness, they'll look at you and want to knock you in the head. Who are you telling that to? Come on. Especially if they go to church once a week or whatever. You know, if you're not born again, you're lost and you're going to hell. I mean, that's offensive to somebody. It takes the Holy Spirit for them to see that. Not you and not me. And we've got to realize that. And if we learn to cooperate with Him, then He'll open up their understanding. See, that's the first thing I saw. And I used to cry out and say, I don't want to go to hell. And that wasn't because someone else was telling me. I was under conviction in my life. Then I was aware of righteousness. Thank God I don't have to go there. I don't have to spend an eternity in damnation. I don't have to be separated from God for an eternity. I don't have to allow that to happen to me. Righteousness is available. You know, some people don't see the need to be saved by the blood of Jesus Christ. They're out there in today's society. I do good works or I go to church, I'm religious or whatever. And so they feel that they're all right. How many of you said that before you got saved? Well, I do good things. I'm a good person. I help elderly people across the street pick up their butt bags for them when they're heavy. I do good deeds and all that sort of thing. And you know, as well as I do, that's not going to get anybody across the threshold of glory, right? Absolutely. But people can't see that. They don't understand that. It takes the Holy Spirit to convince them of sin and to convince them that righteousness is available through the blood of Jesus Christ in no other way. And to some people, that's not easy for them to see, but it takes the working of the Holy Ghost. And if we're aware of that, and we release His powers upon these lives, He'll touch them. I believe that we can be responsible for activating more of His convicting power in people's lives. And if we learn to cooperate with Him, praise God, we'll have better results. And then of judgment. Of judgment. I'll tell you what, I knew, I knew that I didn't want to be judged with the devil. Did you? He's already been judged. The prince of this world has already been judged. And I've already read the report. He's going to spend eternity in the lake of fire. Correct? I don't want to be there. In actuality, I'd rather be judged with Jesus. Made righteous. Before God. What about you? Well, I don't want to stop there. I just wanted to point that out. Because as you can see, that's true with regard to salvation then we can also understand the need to have the same Holy Ghost in manifestation, even in the lives of believers. And we have to be consciously aware of the fact that we have to cooperate with Him, even to touch the hearts and minds of people that are born again. There are those that are out there that are genuinely born again, but they see no need to be filled with the Holy Ghost and speak with other tongues. They might walk into a church service here, You know, and it's new to them. They have no concept of what is going on. And some run scared. They don't want any part of that because of what they see. And they're they're unschooled. They're untaught. They have no knowledge of spiritual things. And so they just run. But also there are those that will come in and they have no concept of what's going on. But you know what? Something happens to them when they come. And they say, I don't understand it, but I like it. I may not know what's going on as I should, but there's something about it that is touching my heart. 
That's the Holy Ghost. That is the Holy Ghost moving upon these people's lives. And you know what? I'm convinced in my heart and mind that even some people that came into church services like we have, when we gather around this altar, yield to the Holy Ghost, pray in tongues, speak out prophetically by prophecy or whatever, and they leave and they just can't take it. But I guarantee you, I know somewhere along the line of their life that comes back to them. And then who knows, maybe five years down the road, they get filled with the Holy Ghost, speak with other tongues, and they go, is that what they were doing back then? Is that what was going on back then? Can you see that? See, that's why we always have to maintain a, a, a positive perspective when it comes to what we do. Now, I also believe that when saints of God also are not walking in the light as they should be walking in the light, making wrong choices and decisions for their lives, we still can enlist the powers of the Holy Spirit. Now, I realize it's the spirit of the man that convinces or condemns at that point. But I believe that spirit is aided by the presence and power of the Holy Spirit on the inside of them. You know why? Because their spirit is grieved. You can't tell me a child of God living in sin is not grieved in spirit. That person knows he or she is doing something that is not in harmony with the will of God or the Word of God. And because of the Holy Spirit who indwells them, there's conviction. And that conviction comes by His presence being on the inside of them. And even though maybe their physical actions at the time are not lining up with the Word of God, that conviction is there. And that's why we have got to continue to allow the Spirit of God to move. Because, beloved, I believe the Holy Ghost does things that we cannot do. I believe when we gather around this altar on, on occasions, there are hearts that are absolutely melted. I mean, there are barriers that are broken through. There are walls that come down. And why? Because of the power of God. Maybe the instruments of music are playing and the praises are singing and we're just magnifying God. And, you know, they might even start out maybe not into it or not flowing with it for whatever reason. But soon enough, all of a sudden, the power of God just sweeps right through their heart and moves upon them in this glorious way. Changes take place. A work of God takes place that you and I cannot do. And that's why we're having these Sunday night meetings. I believe through these meetings we are setting the mood and the stage for all the other services that we have here. We are really letting God know that we understand that it's not by power and it's not by might, but by your spirit that we get results in this life. And I said this the last few services. I'm going to reiterate it again when it comes even to our children. How many of you have dealt with children who had their minds well set and thoroughly mixed? Come on. And you did everything as a parent that you knew to do. And it was still like talking to that wall over there. I want you to say this with me. Thank God for the Holy Ghost. Thank God for the Holy Ghost. 
Say it again. Thank God for the Holy Ghost. Just as the Holy Ghost can convince and convict the world of sin, righteousness, and judgment, I believe the Holy Ghost can be actively manifested and activated in a child's life so that no matter where they go or what they do, they can't escape the presence of God. Can you say amen? I'm telling you, as a parent, we have the right and the responsibility to unleash the power of God on the behalf of our children. Even in their state of rebellion. Have you ever rebelled, done anything that God didn't want you to do? In your state of rebellion, I want you to know the Holy Ghost did not give up on you. Can you say thank you? Thank God He didn't. The Holy Ghost did not give up on you. He did not give up on me. Even when we go through trying times and it feels as though God is as far away as He can possibly be. And the ceiling above us is brass and we cannot get through. I want you to know He was right there. I want you to know the Holy Ghost was trying to give you the right information that you needed, that I needed to get back on the right track. All we've got to do is listen. But the thing is this, when it comes to even our children, we have got to be more consciously aware of the fact that the Holy Ghost can do a whole lot more than we can. He can't. Especially when they're older. And they want to make their own decisions and choices in life. See? And that's why, again, we want to have these meetings. We want to enlist the powers of the Holy Spirit. I believe there are certain things that will only be done in people's lives by the special ministry and manifestation of the Spirit of the living God. And that's why we want to come together and no matter what people think about us, we are going to allow the Spirit of the Lord to move freely in this place. We are going to allow Him to manifest Himself in ways that He knows that will benefit the lives of humanity. The Bible says, so that every man may profit with all. He told us He doesn't want us to be ignorant with regard to spiritual workings or manifestations or powers. He says, I want you to know that the Holy Ghost is going to manifest Himself in certain ways, in various ways, so that every person in the body may profit with all. And beloved, if we give Him that place, He will do the work. And He will accomplish what we cannot accomplish. Because, you see, we are limited. It's only in God that we are unlimited. And when all of our powers fall short... Like I said, you can talk to somebody until you feel, you've heard the expression, you're blue in the face. In other words, you've exhausted all your energies of speech. You have touched the situation from every possible angle. And nothing you say is penetrating. It's not time to give up the ship. It's time to step back and look to God. And say, I believe in the powers of your spirit. You take that fellow over there at Corinth. The fellow that was living in incest. 
And you see that these people were being affected by the person's lifestyle. And a decision had to be made. Nothing that they would say or do could possibly convince this person that he had to make a change in his life. You know what happened? When Paul made the decision to turn his flesh over to Satan for its destruction, I'm telling you, his spirit was open to the Holy Ghost. Did you hear that? I said when his flesh and his fleshly desires were turned over to Satan for their destruction, his spirit was open. You see, beloved, God loves us so much that He is not wanting to ever give up on us. And even in that awful state that that fellow was in, the Holy Ghost was still there and the fellow repented from his heart and got back into fellowship and was restored back into fellowship with the church. So, we have to recognize that this ministry of the Holy Spirit is of tremendous importance to all of our lives. Whether it be for ourselves as individuals, whether it be for those in our family, our family members, our friends, our brothers and sisters in the Lord. We recognize in this place that we are limited as to what we can do in our own strength, by our own abilities. No matter how excellent our speeches, no matter how right we may be in our thinking, we cannot communicate to somebody else our convictions if their minds are closed and they want to hear nothing at all about what you believe. Beloved, I believe the Holy Ghost can penetrate the hardest heart. How much more, if He can penetrate the heart of the, of the most vile sinner, how much more can He penetrate the heart of a child of God who has gone astray? Can you say amen? You know that He can. And beloved, we're also living in a time right now where the powers of darkness have been unleashed against, yes, humanity, but also even within the body of Christ. And that there's much deception... There are many who have gone aside. They've gone astray. The Bible says in latter times, there will be perilous times. There will be great tribulation. There will be all kinds of, uh, of temptations and, and persecutions coming against people. And in, it's intended or designed to draw them away. I want you to know that there is a greater power at work in the earth today. I want you to know that God wants us to recognize that power in this place. And I want you to know He wants us to talk about that power when we rise up in the morning and throughout the day when we gather together to worship God. This is not a time when the enemy is magnified and there should never be a time when the enemy and what he is doing should be magnified. This is a time for us to glorify the living God and talk about His wondrous works, talk about His mighty power and glory, talk about how He can touch the, the hardest heart. He can open up the, the clo a closed mind. He can do whatever to break the power of darkness over any person's life. Beloved, there are those that need to be delivered in the day in which we live at this hour. And I'm not talking about playing these nasty games with deliverance. I'm talking about the true delivering power of the Spirit of the living God that takes a hold of somebody's life and washes them clean and makes them whole and turns them around to live for God. Amen. 
to live for Jesus, to serve Him with their lives. And there is power in that name manifested by the, by the Holy Ghost to deliver somebody from the drug addiction, from the alcohol addiction, and from whatever addiction anybody has in this life. Be it, the anointing will break every yoke of bondage. God wants us to believe in that anointing. And God wants us to so believe in it that we gather together to create it and allow it to be generated here among us when we assemble together. Because apart from the anointing, we have empty religious service. Apart from the power of the living God, we gather together to entertain one another. But God is saying, no, I need to convince the world. No, I need to get, grab a hold of those who may have gone astray. I need to have my power unleashed in the earth because it's by the power of God that things are going to happen. It's the glory of God that will manifest when Jesus comes. And beloved, we're making the way for Him right now. We are paving the way for His entrance to receive unto Himself a glorious church that is a church full of glory. The power of God will be evident in this place when Jesus comes. I'm telling you, in this place, in this assembly of believers, the glory and the power of the Most High God will be in manifestation when Jesus comes. Because we are not building man's empire. We're building upon the solid rock. And this is a temple of the living God. That we create in this place. And so, the thing I want to get across this evening as we continue along this line during our Sunday night services is that we need to have this glory manifested. I've had people say, well, all they do is worship the Lord on a Sunday night, so why should we even go? We just stand around the altar and magnify God, and then, you know, then we go home after a while. Oh, oh, Father God, open up the eyes. Open up the hearts. My goodness, my goodness, my goodness. If you realize you are standing around, close those eyes and stop looking around and start looking and seeing yourself before the presence of a holy God. Start seeing yourself like Isaiah saw himself right there before God who was high and lifted up and full of glory. And in that place, the angels cried out, Holy is the Lord God. And there was a voice that thundered throughout the whole place, shook the very foundation of heaven itself. That's when we assemble together. We've got to have faith that goes beyond what we see with this natural eye. And we believe that the power of God is manifest as we unite our hearts and, and worship and praise and glorify God. And beloved, it may not just be for the moment. For the moment, you might have the thrill and the sensation of His presence and power upon you, manifested in you when you do it. But I'm telling you, I've said this time and time again, there is, by this power of God created, there is... Things, there are things that will be averted in people's lives as a result of that power that is manifested. Also, there is a strength that is coming into your life that enables you to stand strong against the wiles of the devil. I believe that in these times, a working takes place of the Spirit of God, whether it be to prevent things or to help you endure things and overcome things. This is where it happens. I'm telling you, I know it's true. You see, you get an extra dose of it when you gather together like this. And God wants us to know, whether it be to convince the world of sin, righteousness, and judgment, we need the Holy Ghost. 
I tell you, we pray all the time for our services that someone walks to that door, doesn't know Jesus, the Holy Ghost is going to jump on them. <laughs> Actually, he'd be better off before one of us did. We might get it wrong, but the Holy Ghost won't. Holy Ghost will touch him where he lives, see. That anointing will just come on him. And I'll tell you something else. See, the manifestation of the Holy Ghost is given to every man to profit with all. And these manifestations of the Spirit that eventually we're going to talk about. I thought I'd talk about a little bit tonight, but we're not going to go that way right now. But the Holy Ghost in manifestation in 1 Corinthians chapter 12 is designed to profit the whole body, right? But listen carefully. The pattern to follow if we want that glorious manifestation is, number one, follow after charity. Like we talked about this morning, brotherly kindness and agape charity, loving with a fervent, hot-heated love. It's when you fall in love with each other, when you care about each other with genuine concern. Just like I held Jared up here this morning. And we all looked at his, his, his face and, and his little stature. And you couldn't help but to say, you know, this is marvelous. Isn't, isn't God good? Isn't God wonderful when you see a little one? I mean, what does it do to you when you see a, a, a newborn babe? Uh, can you explain it? It's wonderful, isn't it? To see this life so innocent, so pure, having no past, no faults, no mistakes, no fears, not, nothing like that. Just a beautiful, 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 beautiful life, right? Well, why can't we love each other that way? Why can't we see each other that way? God wants us to see each other that way. Because we get older and have a mind to use of our own. But God wants us to look beyond all those faults and fears and just say, I love humanity. Can you do that? Can I do that? By the power of God, we can. I'm going to say that again. You see, you see the drug addict on the street and you think, what a low life. And why do you, why, when you look at that, people will look at that and say, well, you're, you see a prostitute standing on a street corner and you think, what, what, you know, what a disgrace. See? But you know, that prostitute on the street was a little baby one time. And what God is saying to us, I want you to see that person. And I want you to close your eyes to what you see on the outside. And know that there's a, a life on the inside that is valuable and precious to you. The Holy Ghost can mold us into that. Follow after love. Follow after love. It's because when I see that person that way, then I make myself available to the Holy Ghost to move upon me and use me to touch that person's life. Can you see that? You want to be a vessel that's used of God? Meet and prepared for the Master's use? You've got to love humanity. When Jesus came into this life, into this world, He came as love personified. He loved humanity. He was compassionate toward the sick and afflicted, the bound, he was so much in love with humanity that He became the perfect vessel that the Holy Ghost used to change lives in a powerful way. And beloved, that's what we are going to have happen. I'm telling you, it will all line up. And so without any further delay, I'm going to ask that we all gather around this altar and we are going to enter in once again tonight into the presence of the Most High God and we are going to allow the Spirit of the Lord to move. Follow after love and desire spiritual manifestations. Listen carefully as you're coming. Here's the pattern. Follow after love. Do you love as He loved? 
Even as He loves you. Do you love humanity? Saints of God, answer me. Do you love humanity? I mean with a hot-heated, fervent love. Can you look beyond the outside, the exterior of the flesh of the prostitute, or of the murderer, or of the drug addict, or the alcoholic, or whatever? Can you look beyond that exterior, and can you look inside and see a, a being that is eternal, that God loves, who needs delivered and set free by the power of God? Can you see that? Follow after love. Let love be your highest aim. Oh, you love that person so much. These are love gifts. Love gifts. And then, when you see humanity that way, when you see that even child of yours that way, you see that when you see your child that way, the same thing is is true. Then, desire. Desire, desire, desire. Spiritual gifts. Desire, desire, spiritual gifts. And that's when the Holy Ghost moves upon hearts, moves upon lives touches a person's life, enabling them to minister what is needed or needful to touch that other person's life. Manifestations, love gifts in operation, whether it be through prophecy or tongues, interpretation of tongues or word of wisdom, word of knowledge or discerning of spirits, whatever it is. If it takes special faith, working of miracles or gifts of healings, whatever it is. It's now because of that great love that you have and that knowledge that it's the power of God that that changes lives. Now you become that yielded vessel. And oh, He's welling up on the inside of you. And now you begin to cry out of your heart in tongues because you have reached your natural limitations. Can you see that? You see how God wants us to be? I've reached my natural abilities. I've reached their limits, the limitations of my natural man. I, I have exhausted all of my resources, but I'm not through yet. Can you say amen? amen. There's a greater one in me. And this is what the, the Holy Ghost has been saying to me recently. I want you to have my people to come and bow before me. Oh, just bow before me. And I want them to acknowledge who I am. And humble themselves before me. And worship me. And honor me. And then he said, you'll see that I'll manifest myself unto them and through them. So let's do that again this evening. If you would please with me. Would you bow before the presence of the living God? Would you bow in humble adoration? Hallelujah. Just let your heart right now, just just let it be free in interacting with your Father God. Take this moment right now, you, and interact with Him. Tell Him why you're here, why you're bowing before Him in humble obedience how you empty yourself of self and how you want to be filled with God, full of the Holy Ghost and power, yielded in every way to be more effective as a vessel of honor to touch the hearts and lives of others, whether it be your children those, or others that you associate with. I humble myself before you, Father honor you. Thank you for listening to our legacy teachings. We pray today's message has a profound impact upon your life and your ministry. I want you to know that God loves you, has a great plan for your life. But if you've never made Jesus Christ Lord and Savior of your life, I'd like to invite you to do that right now. Just pray this simple prayer right after me. 
Just say, Heavenly Father, I come to you just as I am. And I believe with all my heart that Jesus died for my sins and was raised from the dead for me. I open the door of my heart. I call upon the name of the Lord. Lord Jesus, come into my heart now. I receive you and accept you as my personal Savior and Lord. If you prayed that prayer with me, you're a child of God right now, and I encourage you to get into a good Bible-based church where you can learn to grow in your Christian faith and experience. God bless.